I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, startups, and plenty more besides. It is the 1st of December. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with Cara Ordway. Hi. Hi. It is the first day of summer, isn't it? And the sun has come out this afternoon. It's been pretty grey out there for the past week or so. It sure has. Um, Try um, drying laundry on a line these days. I think your opportunity is tomorrow. (laughs) Thursday, that's it. And then Friday, we're back to the rain. (laughs) Okay, well, there's your weather update for you. And obviously, that's very Sydney-centric. Forgive us. (laughs) But it is nice to look outside of our offices here at Barangaroo and see a bit of sun because... You know, those dark clouds are still really hanging over the market. It feels so uncertain at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did pull back from those losses that we saw. The low, I think, was around midday, and we have pulled back. I think the the A6200 finished around three-tenths percent lower, but it does feel uncertain out there. I mean, you look at the Asian markets, yes, they've had a boost as well, but this new variant with Jerome Powell's testimony, I think we could be in for a bit of a volatile December. Everybody's saying that now and everybody says particularly the next couple of weeks because even though we've heard from some of the CEOs of the, you know, the biotech and the pharma companies in regards to the vaccine, most are saying that they still need a couple of weeks to sort of figure out exactly how that's going to go, whether it's a booster, uh, whether it's some sort of other, you know, jab that's needed at a later date. So, yeah, the next couple of weeks and I think that's how one of the interviews starts in our show notes. Um, it was a chat that I had with Alex White from Milford Asset Management. He basically said, look, next couple of weeks could be tough and that there could be a real sort of step change in the markets from there, from whatever emanates from that. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I didn't really find anybody else saying anything different. Well, it's the same with lockdowns, right? A lot of governments don't know how to respond to this. Australia has pushed back their date for for international arrivals, the students. Same with the UK. You're seeing kind of a few restrictions coming in, masks in supermarkets. So I think everyone just doesn't know what is going to happen. So people are looking for, you know, some short-term safe havens with long-term opportunities. They're looking at, you know, what happens in the medium-term opportunities there. If it is a slower reopen, uh, what stands to benefit? Uh, you know, there's just, there's so much for markets to digest right now. Well, I had a good chat, I got to say, to end the day with Michael Frazes from Frazes Capital Far- Partners. He's been a big investor in Moderna. Yeah. Um, he thought that this year obviously wouldn't be as good as last for Moderna, but he said, look, yeah, the CEO is talking his own book, but the reality is not just Moderna, but a lot of these companies now stand to make a whole lot more money. Yeah, of course. Just from the fact we're going to need boosters. Like we will need yeah. three or four shots. And from there, it yeah. might be a yearly shot for COVID. Yeah, it was such an interesting article, that one in the FT yesterday, wasn't it? I saw it drop and then you suddenly just saw the market just oh trickle, gosh. trickle, trickle lower. So certainly one to watch. But I feel like a lot of analysts are liking the blue chips at the moment. That's their safety play 
going into the end of the year. BHPs have been on, on the list. The Telstra's, it's just kind of playing it safe. If we see a sideways market, they're the ones that are going to be in the portfolio. Yeah, for sure. Look, um, by the time all was said and done, to Cara's point, closing down by 0.3%. Uh, if we take a look at some of the sectors, though, materials did all right. Um, but it wasn't necessarily the BHPs that led the market, at least by percentage change. It was South 32, it was Linus, Rio did really well, um, Oz Minerals, and Iluca. I thought it was really interesting, Cara, that the consumer staple space did so poorly. I mean, Woolworths was one of the worst performers, down by 2.4%, um, which, you know, is a little bit. It was actually the biggest weight on the market by index points as yeah. well. You know, when you think that. It's interesting. You know, stay home. Yeah, exactly. But it's interesting as well because I had a John uh, a chat with uh, John Milray from Ordminet, and he said that's his defensive play. So he said if the risks start to build, then Woolworths is the one that he wants in his portfolio for those uncertainties. So it's interesting that move today. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, hey, what did the Aussie dollar do around GDP? It was a big day. It was. Look, yeah. it pulled back significantly yesterday, and so yes, it has been a rebound. For an Asian session move, though, uh, when I came in this morning, it was sitting around the 71.20 mark. Just looking at it now, it's 71.70. So that's a 50 pip move during an Asian session. So the market liked it. I mean, we were expecting a big number because we saw those CapEx figures come out better than expected. But I think a lot of economists were surprised just how good it was. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll take it. And I suppose the commodity story doesn't hurt either because we did see iron ore futures um, looking pretty pretty solid today. Um, you know, as I mentioned, the AXMM, so the Metals and Mining Index in particular, did well. We saw copper, aluminium, zinc, nickel prices all rising today. Yeah, and one of the big trades of the week, I had Carl Rodder from IG on the trade, is, is a higher Aussie yen, so check out that one Okay, on the website. Cool, look forward to that. There's so much to check out online. Um, a couple of the other honourable mentions for the show notes. Uh, we spoke with the MD of Ironeer. So this is a really hot stock in the lithium space, and it's actually producing, or very close to it, in Arizona, in fact. So we got a bit of an update there, um, and that was after a, a presentation that it did at a Macquarie conference yesterday. Um, so that's one that you can listen to in, in the show notes if you're interested, because, you know, again, when I speak with people about 2022, it's EV, it's battery technologies. Um, Michael Frazes was talking digital assets and NFTs and, and all of that kind of stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, I it's mean... It's such a big thematic, isn't it? It, it it's, really it's is. It's all anyone wants in the portfolio. And Chad Padowitz from Tolaro Capital was also on it this morning. He was talking large tech names, his favourite in, in Europe uh, and the US as well. So it's on everyone's list. Sure is. Um, so probably the opposite of high tech. I hope, I hope that's not going to get me in trouble, but it's Colin's food because it's all about finger licking good, isn't <laughs> it? <fried> <laughs> yeah, the fried chicken. Yeah, the fried chicken. Did really well yesterday. Look, we had it as a stock of the day today. So Kashi sat down with Claude Walker from A Rich Life and Carl Capolinga from Think Markets. Hmm, I wonder what these guys made of Colin's food. We rewind the clock, you know, almost two years now. I actually thought that uh, Colin's food would do quite badly in COVID, but, you know, the opposite's been true. It barely even needed any job keeper. And, you know, it's still managed to keep growing and, and it's got a record uh, result, uh, I think, in the half year. This seems to be a well-run, um, long-term uh, business. So it's over 50 years old, if I, if I recall correctly. For the right price, it could definitely be an attractive one to buy. Uh, 
know, look, it's a very popular brand. As Claude says, uh, you know, a very reliable brand. You know, they've consistently grown their revenues for uh, the last five years that I can see in my platform and probably before that. I think it is a good self-managed super fund defensive sleep at night stock. So remember, I keep talking about finding the right stock for the right investor. And that's the type of investor I think would be more suited to this one. Okay, so that is not going on the into the portfolio, the Osbiz portfolio. But um, look, they're not they're not negative on the company by any stretch of the imagination. So that's a good one there. Um, Carl, we barely mentioned the Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, but I just feel like we've we've talked a lot about it throughout the day. There's plenty of content on the website if you're interested, and we're going to hear more tonight. Yeah, exactly. The second day of testimony on the Capitol Hill. I mean. There's been a lot of jokes on Twitter, right? The only thing that tra- that is transitory is the word transitory yeah, right. itself, <laughs> something like that. But inflation I mean, is <laughs> transitory until it's not. Yeah, so said the Fed. Exactly. But there's not like I, I don't know. Um, I could be wrong, but it feels to me like there's not much more he can say that would rile markets. No, and you know this change had to come. We can all see the inflation numbers. We we can all read them ourselves, and so he had to at some point change his narrative, and the taper does have to come. So. Maybe and it's a good thing the if point. the taper this comes. Is exactly, this is just the point. They wanted inflation and they have it. Yeah. So. I guess now the question becomes, did they wait too long? Yeah. Is there the risk of a policy mistake? But, you yeah. know, you're never going to keep markets happy. No, you? exactly. Financial commentators and the like. No, oh, exactly. It apart. <laughs> Anyhow, so, yeah, we've got Powell. We've got Treasury Secretary Yellen. Um, we get a whole raft of PMIs. Uh, not just in the U.S., but we also get Europe and the U.K., both of which rose slightly in the flash release. But that um, the European picture is pretty interesting as well and just stands in contrast to the narrative coming from the States. I mean, the ECB is still saying that inflation is transitory and, in fact, has potentially peaked. Yeah, I mean, I heard Andrew made a, a joke on, on earlier. He was saying the guard is the laggard of the market oh. <laughs> at the moment. Ooh. Bit daddish. Bit but daddish, but I liked it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, of course. Europe have got it. They've got their own worries at the moment with with um, this new variant kind of filtering through their economies. So, which was already going into lockdowns, exactly progressively. Yeah. Oh, okay, I can't wait for the day we speak about something else. Um, the Beige Book will be released tonight, providing further insights into economic conditions, I guess, across those Fed districts. Um, Look, I'm going to throw you in it, but what's on the trade for tomorrow? We've got Gary Glover tomorrow. He's my favourite technical bear, I must admit. So I guess we'll be looking at what he's seeing in the US when it comes to the NASDAQ at the moment has a pretty clear head and shoulders pattern. And he's been pretty bearish for a long time. So I'll see what Ooh. he thinks on key levels. I will be listening into that. I will speak to Marcus Bogdan from Blackmore's Capital. They always give us an update. Uh, really clear and concise about what they have put into the portfolio, what have they they've been taking out of the portfolio. Stephen Miller from GSFM will no doubt get stuck into the Fed and the ECB. And uh, we'll be speaking with Tom King from Nanook Asset Management. Looking forward to that one. Uh, really big in the ESG space. And uh, look, I, I do this every day. I, st- I start to name people and I feel bad if I don't go through them all because they're all good guests that we have lined up for you tomorrow and and again you know there's going to be just so much to speak of it i i don't know it, it just feels to me like anything could happen in this upcoming yeah. session it's volatility right it is yeah. it is definitely Classic. back and and the uncertainty is back and so which means that we can see movement which is great I for traders say, traders love it traders love it so the trade is going to be exciting all week i think and not only that but you know just i know i'm, I'm pushing the friendship here but you know investors as well if yeah. you are strategic and you are balanced Exactly. And you keep a long-term yeah. view. I mean, these are opportunities. 
as well that could potentially come up. Yeah, definitely lots of opportunities going into the end of the year, I think. Okay, 2nd of December tomorrow. Shall we call it a day today? I think so. Okay, let's have go a good one. Sun. Go, yeah, go on, <laughs> See ya. Have a good one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.